Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are just we just wanted to have a little stream, um, just to have something for everybody that's cooped up uh, in the house. Um, I checked all the audio, so we should be fine. But if anybody can't hear people or something like that, just I notices know. anything. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's good. Um, yeah, because this is my first time doing like a XSplit uh, broadcast plus Zoom and all that stuff. Ah, okay. Um, but now I have a computer that can handle that, so uh, it's good. It's, it's getting ready for Doom Eternal. There you go. <laughs> yeah. you got a couple more days. I promise mm-hmm. you're not. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing Doom and, and Animal Crossing simultaneously on the 20th. So. Oh my nice. god. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, we, we just wanted to have a stream just talking about our experiences with D&D. Our thoughts about rivals, um, you know how how the current season's going. Thoughts about uh, previous seasons, and of course, you know to um, ask Latia about her uh, experiences. I'm here now. Some experiences, uh, you know, that I'm sure she wants to share as well, and like what what like she brings to the crew. I'm a very boring person. This is gonna be this is gonna be bad. <laughs> I'm gonna shine the light on uh, Latia's face. The Inquisition starts. Latia Bryant, uh, it's me. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about um, you know how how long you've been playing? You know um, what all the, all that kind of stuff. Uh, oh boy. Um, well, I've been playing probably since right after high school. So. Mm. Probably two weeks. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. No, no, probably uh, what, 15 years or so. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, my my 15 year uh, reunion would would be this year. Oh, wow. Uh, of, of D&D? I didn't realize D&D have reunions like that. But yeah, yes, yes. I okay. went to a, a very specific high school where it was okay. like, Nothing but D, so we're gonna get together, have a reunion, and just play D. I wish. <laughs> no, no, like um, or right? No, I didn't really get into it until sometime, probably like seven or eight years ago, with fourth edition. Um, mm. I joined a fourth edition campaign that I had to quit because I moved away. Mm. But then, when fifth edition came out, I was like first in line at my game store to get the player's handbook and i was like okay i have it now what mm. nice so what 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 uh, got you into it like like everybody kind of has in rivals has their own journey to D, you know i've yeah. obviously me cicero brandon are like pretty new uh tanya's mm-hmm. been like playing for like a while what got you into it um I think it it was just kind of one of the many things that my friend group did like we had, you know, uh, like anime club and the, the just the video games. Like I was a big fan of RPGs and stuff. So to be able to take an RPG and kind of bring it off the screen and then put it right in front of me where I can actually do that stuff. Like I can't wield a buster sword, but I can pretend to. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be. <laughs> awesome. And... Did you have like a crew of like other people of color in your area that you started playing like D and D? Yes, actually, um, the majority of my friend group, uh, my my nerdy friend group, was we we were we were all black, so um, and like one white girl, so mm. 
is to kind of flip the script a little bit. Token. (laughs) (laughs) You had the token. Right. Um, So yeah, to, to, yeah, to kind of have that, that friend group. And it, it was, we, we were like, we were all black, but it was definitely like, I don't know, like, colored by having a large group of white friends and the the um experiences and um i don't know the 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 things that we were fans of that were kind of influenced by that so it was like we were black but we weren't really black you know Hmm. like oh you're you know you're not that black or whatever but um yeah i mean we were still a bunch of black kids in a basement playing D &D, so that's awesome. Yeah, I really wish I had that experience 15 years ago. That would, that would have changed my opinion of tabletop. Uh, yeah, it was always as as I've shared earlier. It was always for me like that geeky thing that was like the one geeky thing that was out of my reach. Mm-hmm. Was like tabletop. And so. when I when I got back into it heavy with fifth edition, though, I was like the only the only black person and often the only black girl at the table. So I got like, I experienced that a little bit more like when I fully jumped into the hobby. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, like I've always been surrounded by black people who do nerdy shit stuff. Yeah. Can we, can we curse? Yeah, yeah. of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No band. You're banned. Right. Hey, band. No, um, James no. Dolan. You're James I'm Dolan. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird. I mean, we, we do try not to curse on the show, but we definitely have had some curses on the ups. show. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, anybody else want to share their either their journey or just their current thoughts about playing? Well, I, so I I do want to say, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, or at least echo what you were saying before, Reef, about um, uh, I was aware of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I was aware of tabletop RPGs, but only really in the form of Dungeons and Dragons. And um, while while Reef said it was out of his reach, I would say that it wasn't even. Um, it was like banned from my town. Like it wasn't even a thing that was, that was even broached. Like it, it never crossed the town lines um, wow. in, in terms of cultural rev- uh, relevance. Um, I, you know, I grew up in an all marginalized community um, and, you know, we had, we had the token white family on, on our street um, uh, as opposed to the other way around. So, it was not even 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 though I was for, you know, for all intents and purposes, I was the nerd on our block. Um, it, it that was that was a, a step beyond that. I wasn't even thinking about broaching. It was like it, it didn't even enter my my purview to think that that was something that I should be doing. And it wasn't until uh, I started listening to podcasts and started podcasting myself Um and, and even then, uh, one of the only black people that I knew that was very open and honest and deliberate about their love for tabletop RPGs was uh, DJ Benjamin off of the Fanbro show. Shout out to him. Um, you know, he grew up in Houston and was a huge, huge uh, D&D and tabletop RPG fan um, and still is to this day. Uh, and it just to me, like 
to see him was one of the first was one of the first inklings where where I was like, oh, well, maybe it's not as weird and out there and as, you know, upper level nerdy, you know, nerddom uh, than than I thought it was, because, you know, outside of that, I I felt like our uh our geekiness levels were were very much aligned and you know we we had we enjoyed lots and lots of the same things and this one thing that we didn't enjoy that we didn't have in common was the fact that he had this love for rpgs and uh i'm glad that i finally got a chance to roll some dice uh for real because uh it was definitely something that was missing in my life sweet yeah yeah uh well how about you, uh, Brandon? Is this something that you encountered um, when you were younger and just never tried? Uh, I, I honestly, yeah, I never actually experienced D and D or like really knew about it growing up. Uh, it wasn't until I probably was like in high school, but uh, I didn't have friends who played it, and it definitely was like not the cool thing to be a nerd. Uh, but I kind of started liking RPGs by playing like Final Fantasy games, and then um, it wasn't until after college when I for, uh, play by first uh, Dragon Age game. That was the oh. first game that was like really kind of like D and D like and got me really excited. And then I was like playing through the first one and the second one, and then just really kind of seeing the world of like being an elf or using magic and all that kind of stuff, which I think is what kind of gravitated me towards uh, playing Ren because I had played that kind of character uh, when I played through Dragon Age. And so when the opportunity came up uh, to you know, learn how to play it and, and be on the show. I was like, all right, well, I enjoyed playing through Dragon Age. Let's see if this will work out the same way. And so far, I mean, obviously like Dragon Age and D&D are not exactly the same, but um, a lot of the character arcs and uh, backstory and, you know, the battles are very similar. So that's why um, I, I've been enjoying it a lot. And now I've been trying to play like the, the last Dragon Age game, uh, Inquisition, mm-hmm. and just trying to see the difference between like D&D since I played it, so it's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, you know, I had a similar thing where I played, you know, I was a fan of Lord of the Rings, you know, I haven't played Dragon Age, but I played other fantasy kind of games, you know. I didn't realize that D&D, you know, that a lot of that was connected, like, lore-wise and fantasy-wise to the tropes you find in tabletop RPGs. I thought it was just a totally different thing. So I remember, you know, because, like, you know, I tried it when, like, I was younger and it didn't really work for me. I didn't have a group. So when I kind of reconnected with it, you know, with uh, Rivals and I, and I was reading through, you know, like, the Waterdeep stuff, you know, which was, you know, what we started with. I was like, yo, this sounds a lot like stuff I've already been a fan of, which right. I just, I, don't, I mean, it makes sense now, but I didn't realize it at all. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really cool to like, you know, play, um, you know, I've been playing like a tiefling, but like, you know, knowing who everybody else's characters is on the party, right. When I'm DMing and designing stuff, I always think about like the mix of characters we have and how they react to different kind of situations. So I read up about, you know, elves and halflings and and Mm -hmm. now I have like a new race to like read up about and and like that kind of stuff that like that like Latia brought as a surprise. Thank you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, it's 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 been real dope. It's it's been really dope. I've been yeah. really, really happy with it. 
Yeah, I, I actually have a question for Latia. It's the Ask Latia oh, wow. Hour. Oh yes. boy! Yes. Oh boy, uh, go for it. Um, so Latia, you've you've been sitting on uh, the secret about um, becoming a rival. Uh, first, guesting guesting on arrival guesting on rivals, and then be actually becoming a rival full time for for a little while like yeah. you know this this had been brewing for a bit um and you know obviously we knew behind the scenes what can you talk about what the perception was for you between when you found out you'd be guesting to being a permanent um to being a permanent cast member and like what conceptions i won't necessarily say misconceptions that that you had but what what uh, uh perceptions or, or or conceptions that you that you had of us and of how we played um that were that are different now that you actually have had a chance to play with us okay so first of all i will say that i have been following you guys uh all of y'all off and on since D Live 2018 uh, so I have been aware <laughs> of the rivals since your inception. Right. Um, and I thought that that it was the coolest. Like, I mean, everybody kind of had that same idea. Like this is a group of all black and brown people at a table, which is something that nobody sees. And I was like, mm. oh, this is amazing. I need to, that's, and they're in there in Chicago. Wow. Right. One day. <laughs> I was <laughs> I'm playing chess. No. <laughs> um no, I, <laughs> right. Um and then just getting to know you all, like I don't know uh you, Sharif, Cicero, and Brandon as much as I knew like Tanya Sreen and Carlos, for example. Because right. I right. met them it I met them in at the end of twenty eighteen and right. uh we became friends there. So um, when Serena approached me to guest, which she did in the most adorable way, like she fake proposed, except it was, will you guest on, on Rivals, please? Oh, I love her. Um, yeah. I love her so much. Um, but yeah, when she approached me to guest, I was like, I I'm in no world would I have said no. Because <laughs> um, watching you all on stream, just, I mean, in, on stream and like, the the pictures and the conversations that I've heard you all have, like y'all are a family. And like, that's not, I mean, I have a family, but <laughs> <laughs> that kind of like friendship and camaraderie is something that I don't have a lot of in my life right now. So sure. when it transitioned to, hey, would you like to guest to, hey, would you like to join the cast? I was like, I'm getting a family? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and all of you all were so welcoming and just the, I was very nervous um, because I've done a little bit of studio streaming before, but it's all been like pre-recorded stuff mm -hmm. and, you know, something where I haven't, I haven't felt completely comfortable at the table. Um, just kind of like, you know, com comfortable, whether it's comfortable in my character or comfortable by myself at the table, whether it be not being used to being in the camera or you know sitting constraints or whatever just i was i've never been as comfortable at a table as i was like at the studio sunday for mm -hmm. example 
Wow. So thank you. Um, yeah, it's cool. Oh, you're you're welcome. You're a great table mate, Cicero. <laughs> <laughs> you're a great table mate you, too, Mike. You, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you all are, but I sit on Cicero's side of the table. There you go. There you go. She sits on the good side of the table. <laughs> on the lefty side of the table. That's that is that is also correct. Mm-hmm. That is also correct. I guess that is something that we learned about each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah no, I'm. I'm glad that you find us welcoming because I know, you know, and I've, you know, I've shared this with the others in the past that I was like super worried about entering another kind of like nerd culture. Right. Because I know how toxic, you know, all fandoms can be, but yeah, especially coming from like predominantly like video game stuff, um, you know, where, I mean, there's just been some bad stuff going on, not even in counting Gamergate, just bad stuff in general. Um, you know, I know Brandon sees it. I know I know that, like, Cicero sees it for sure. Mm-hmm. So I was worried, like, I was like, y'all are cool, but I was like, especially going into D&D Live, I was like, oh, right. man, like, are we just... Right, how is everybody else going right. to react to that? Yeah, exactly. I was, yeah. I was like, is everybody going to be talking down to us or saying that we should have memorized the players oh god right right health and every stat for you know like are we gonna be are we gonna be held to a higher standard yeah i was worried about that for real like especially being black you know what i'm saying i was worried Mm -hmm. you know because like it's the same way that gamers do like if you don't know immediately how to you know beat some game like 100 percent or everything right uh, you know, people look at you like you're not a video gamer and it's double if you're marginalized. You right. Know I mean? mm-hmm. Right. So point point of order um, from the chat. Cypher of Tear is. Yeah. Cypher of Tear is here. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Robert's Rules of Order. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah. Cypher of Tear is in the chat. Uh, Tanya to pass. We love her. Um, and and as you were talking about. um uh, Reef, as you were talking about uh, just the the trepidation that we had going into uh, going into D and D live, uh, Tanya said, "Oh, what? No, no trust, right? No trust in her." And and I would just <laughs> say, uh, I would say to Tanya, it was because we trusted you oh, that yeah. we are here, a hundred percent. If true. it weren't for the fact that we trust and love Tanya to pass. Mm-hmm. Reef, Brandon, and myself would not be here because of the things that that Sharif just stated. Like mm-hmm. we understand how passionate um, fans can get of their hobby, mm-hmm. of their genre, of the thing that they love, and it is it's irrespective of what that is. There are people that are very, very passionate about that thing, and uh, when newcomers come in and are given a spotlight over that thing. Um, there are going to be people that are very critical of them, especially if those people look different. Um, and that is something that that we've experienced personally in the video game space, but we have witnessed countless times before in fandom. And And so if it wasn't for the fact that Tanya was the one who approached us and said, hey, let's do this, 100% we would not be here. I mean, I I know for a fact that right. if, like yeah, if Tanya didn't say anything to me or right. somebody else, I probably would have, uh, I probably would have said yes so easily. I think, right, right, yeah, um, because you know I've known Tanya for years and and 
she brought it up in a really good way where I, I thought it, it would work well. And I always wanted to, you know, do stuff with Tanya. So it was like, okay, well, let's, let's try this D&D thing out. And I was pretty nervous. Uh, like once we started to show, I didn't know if it was going to feel like, you know, a, the Brady Bunch, everybody was put together and it wasn't going to work out, but it just you know, all <laughs> came together. And, you know, uh, Serena Carlos and I got close to them. And it was, it was just, I don't know. It's just, it has felt really good to just play with you all and just like I have played other D&D games but it literally doesn't feel the same so that's why I've been very skeptical when people have come to me and asked me about uh you know being on other D&D shows but I don't think I can I'm just so used to this group that I don't want to try anything this, I, that's just me though I know a lot of people can play different characters but I've just been say, so yeah. this this feels very different than mm. any other D&D game I've played and mm. I don't know if it's I don't know. I feel, I don't know if it's because the of the table makeup where it's just, you know, a bunch of like black and brown people who can get together. Like, you know, it's, it's almost like, it's like being at a family reunion, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where you're just really comfortable and like, you know, everybody and you know, like the jokes that you're going to hear and the, the, just the level of, of understanding that you have from everybody at the table just because of who's at the table, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, just so like, you've been playing for a while, so imagine how spoiled me, Cicero, and Brandon are that this is like our first, or or our first major experience. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we don't, at least least me, like I don't know anything else. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like to me, this group is D&D. So I feel like I'm going to go into another group with these expectations, you know, and I'm going to have to lower them, you know, because I agree. I feel like we we got some magic here. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I remember when we first started, I definitely trusted Tanya for sure. But I was worried that it was going to be like, you know, me, Cicero and Tanya on one side and like uh, Serena and and like and like and like and like like a. and like our Carlos and Brandon on the other side, and like it was gonna be like, like we show up for work, like we do our thing, <laughs> and then that's it, you know. Right. Like like it wouldn't be like becoming closer friends, which I think is what's really happened, and I think that's why, you know, the show has been received so well because we're just friends playing, right. and you mm-hmm. know, that's what you know this stuff is is it's just friends playing and it's like, just friends playing yeah yeah exactly we're, we're not like reviewing watsy uh business notes or, <laughs> right. you know, or like hey like make sure that we mention you know like this this, and this right. you know right. like uh like we bug out you know what i'm saying what like we sidetrack if we need to right. you know um but you know it's just that trust because i know i wouldn't choose to dm after you know, barely playing the game if I didn't trust that people would like help me through it and mm-hmm. like guide me through it, you know. Um, you know, you know, and and like I don't know if like you felt the uh, same way, see when like a UDN, but yeah. It's it's like if, if that trust wasn't there, I wouldn't have did it because I thought that people would have like questioned everything I did or said, Oh yeah, that's not how that works. You should do it this way. You know, you know yeah, it's like always that kind of fear that I used to have, but right. I don't have it with this group. Yeah, yeah, I, like uh, I, trust falls are dumb, but I'll I'll fall backwards with this group any any day, any day of the week. Oh, 
um you know yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i i think also um something that i discovered uh, as playing is that the medium itself uh being in these long-running long-standing campaigns with with a group of with a, a consistent group of people um helps to uh, you know build trust amongst the group and if you are willing and open to it it does it does help to create bonds of friendship um and i think yeah like i think that uh, the group of us started as you know some of us knew each other some of us knew each other very well um and then but the group of us uh you know including carlos and serena are incredible friends now like uh you know just the 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 amount of yeah (laughs) (laughs) the the amount of love and and compassion and and camaraderie um, that we have that, I, you know, hopefully is apparent on the screen um, every week, or at least you can hear through the podcast every week is is very, yeah. very real. Every time I, I, I see people saying that they're uh, watching the show from the very beginning and how far we are now, I'm just yeah. like, I'm always curious to see like when people get to the very end, how they experience it. Because especially right. watching it all the way through in one right. sitting, yeah. that's a lot of, lot of stuff yeah. to take in. Yeah. So I, just, I always wonder about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like the, um, you know, if you check like the YouTube numbers, those early episodes have like skyrocketed. Right. Like the views on them, because like there are people that jump in right to the beginning and go all the way through, which I still find amazing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know people that do that with Critical Role and their shows are twice as long as ours. Right. Right. And they've got twice as many. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's people that like they don't want to, even though I always tell people, I'm like, yo, Every season is an arc. You could start every 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 episode that ends with a one. Like you could just start right. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? But like people, you know, and like I understand, like people want to, you know, do it. But I'm like, yo, it's like, you know, 116 hours we got like right now. Right. You know right. what I mean? So. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you shut in, you know, like if you want. Yeah. Get- right. Like this is the perfect time. Now is the time. This, this is the perfect time. If you if you have never seen Rivals of Waterdeep. Um, and you have been impacted by, uh, you know, by this pandemic and you're, uh, you know, engaging in social distancing. You have got 120 hours worth of podcasts that you had never heard before or 120 hours worth of video, video. Yep. you know, via YouTube that you've never seen before. And here's, it, you know, like here is a collection of stories that are almost told in an anthology type of way mm-hmm. where you've got different storytellers telling those stories as we improvise those stories. And, you know, and, and there are the way that we do them is, is very different. Um, uh, you know what, uh, back to Latia, if I may. Um, so, so because, right. Because, you know, like because you're now a cast member, but but first you were a viewer. Um, what was your perspective on the change in, um, in the in the change in DMs, and how did you appreciate the change thought, in in styles? I thought that was the coolest. Like, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I just thought it was the coolest. Like, 
to get rotating perspective so that everybody gets a everybody gets a chance to both play and DM aside from those who are, you know, who don't want to or are uncomfortable. I know there are a couple of, of the cast members that are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, to get that that different perspective on storytelling, but also to show that anybody can DM as well. Right, right. To have a couple of cast members who, for them, the stream them, itself is their first time playing. And then to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to jump into the hot seat and that's gonna be my first time doing that. Like, it's it's awesome. And yeah. I think being at the studio for the first time this week uh, has gotten me a little excited to to jump in the hot seat. Myself. Oh, all right, so, all right. So maybe not next season because I wanna I wanna. Yeah, we gotta. We, yeah, yeah, we gotta learn and, about know, the honey. If, if if next season happens, but. Uh, I definitely want to uh, learn to to sit in Dahani's shoes a little bit more, but mm. if we for 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 potential future seasons, right? Yeah, I definitely definitely want to be at the head of the table for a bit. Ooh. Yeah, and what, it, what 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 has been in your previous experience? What how would you describe your DM style? Like, uh... wow, yeah. <laughs> um, definitely. I mean, I love so. Most recently, my DM experience has been with kids. Mm. And with the kids, like, don't even worry about having a story or like, <laughs> you know, have have some very loose plot points yeah. for them. But it doesn't matter because they're going to want to, you know, go find a dragon egg or they've got an airship now. Let's go bomb like Candlekeep for right. some reason. <laughs> these are honest to goodness things that my kids have wanted to do. Right. And um, it's really, I'm, I'm a very, I've become a very go with the flow dungeon master just because of the things that kids want to do. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine that's definitely a unique challenge is like to rein, rein them in. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I, I've never DM with kids, but the, well, actually I, I DM'd a very, like a one shot that mm -hmm. not they had like, like, you know, 13, 14 year olds. Yeah. Um, and my main thing was having them not try to fight everyone and everything. Yes. Um, so I kept having to set up people that were way that out leveled them mm -hmm. by a ton. And of course, I didn't tell them that, but you know, they would see it either by getting hit or through a, a statement that the person would say. Mm -hmm. But most people, I feel like especially for younger, they see D&D &D like a big video game. Yes. They're kind of like, I have to fight everyone and everything. Like, there's yes. no friends that are in this thing. No, I have to fight everything. I have to steal every wheel of cheese. I have to slay every dragon. It's, yeah. the A, a lot of the fun in crafting adventures for kids, though, is figuring out a way to kind of bypass that. Yeah. So, like, for example, um, in this little world that we've created for the kids at my job, we have a store that's called Weapons or Death. <laughs> um, this store is run by a somewhat sentient gelatinous cube. Somewhat sentient because he has inside of him the mithril-plated skull of some kind of ancient wizard or whatever. <laughs> so when the kids go into the store, the skull, like, pops out of the cube and goes, Weapons or Death. And if the kids say weapons, then they can buy weapons. And if they say death, well, 
So far, no one has said death. <laughs> wow. That almost sounds like, uh, well, it's, it's, it's not that deep of a cut, but in uh, Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> when um, Scarecrow was holding the trials and he was like, death or exile. Right. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I just saw that movie recently because I was watching, <laughs> watching old movies. Um, you know, but. Uh, what does is, what is Batman say? We don't fall down to get up. Oh, wow. We we fall down to see if our knees are busted. He does not say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, going back in those movies, aside if from I the Dark Knight. If I fall down, it is because my knees are busted. Right. <laughs> us, us, aside from the Dark Knight, which has some really great writing, most of those movies, the dialogue is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, in, 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 in revisiting them. But, um, yeah yeah like i love the uh you know thinking up ways to avoid combat and like also when the players do like uh like uh brandon i like love what you did with gideon man you yeah made me completely rethink that character you know i didn't even I know definitely... that I, that just kind of came out of nowhere <laughs> no but this was awesome though like that's what makes the great games because yeah you know i definitely planned him to be like this super beautiful like you know looking dude that has that like withering gaze spell and all that stuff Ooh. But, but uh you know i i had to rethink you know i i had to adjust to what to what you did and i think it's made that character and that arc like much much better well, I I want to ask a quick question to you as a DM, and I guess also Cicero, Liti as well. So, like, situations like as I had kind of switched up, uh, like, a storyline, like, how do you come up with, like, what to do next, like, on the fly? Because I like I'm not really good at quickly coming up with something like that. Oh, you're a liar! You're I mean, a liar! You're a liar! You do it a lot, even though you don't realize it. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, yes. like, uh, I mean, are you saying you plan out everything Ren's going to say every episode? That's right. I do not. I you do have not. A script? <laughs> right. <laughs> Imagine I had a script. Right. It's a it's it's a telltale right. style script though. He's got right. like he's got like branches off. So yeah, like, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. There's a giant flow chart in his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, it's all improv. I mean, it definitely is harder for the DM for sure because you know. I have to improv more stuff and I got to think about everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, man, but like I had to, you know, honestly, one thing I love about D&D is if you can't make up something, you just roll the dice, man. Yep. You know, as a DM, you just roll Mm -hmm. and you make your decision. It like is a crutch almost. (laughs) (laughs) Like I think that a lot of people think that a DM has to plan out like every possible interaction and like some DMs might, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, but like me, you know, I definitely have my threads that I'm trying to drive people towards. Um, but oftentimes when you see me roll and it's outside of like combat, it's when I don't know what to do next. Right. right. <laughs> and you know? it's like, you might not even be rolling for an outcome. You just roll while you think yes. of yeah. something to do. And then like, if the die comes up as, you know, a certain number, like if the die leans one way or another then you're like okay well so like if Gideon was like hell bent on being like this you know super beautiful I'm a bad guy and I'm always going to be a bad guy and like a high number would indicate that Mm -hmm. if if I had rolled low for Gideon for example I'm gonna like like not necessarily like 
the opposite, but I'm going to think like, instead of being this bad guy, like what would he have done instead? Like I, I take a low role. I think about like what the opposite would be. And then I kind of like insert an NPC's personality into that. Yeah. So mm. like, he wouldn't like completely surrender or he wouldn't, yes. you know, completely fall absolutely head over heels for Rin, but he'd soften a bit, which is, you know, kind of how, what kind of what he did. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. Like I like to think about fleshed out kind of characters. I mean, they're not like two dimensional, like they don't just think one way and that's all they ever do. You know, like they are three dimensional. So like they can change their mind, right? They can get frustrated. They can get upset. They can, at the last second, like to like choose to go against their design orders and do something else. You know, um, I feel like that's what makes games kind of lively. And that, you know, that's one thing that I love about um, D and D as well is because usually when I play games, I'm the one that's yelling at the screen like, "Oh man, I wish you would have did that," mm-hmm. or like, "Why'd they write that line for this character?" or like. You know, I know this character is like evil, but them responding this way kind of doesn't make sense given the circumstances. So I've been like yelling at my TV for 30 years of gaming (laughs) and I had no idea that there was this existing media that lets you do that. You know, Um, you know, like, uh, you know, when, uh, you know, when like Mass Effect came out because I didn't really get into the Dragon Age series. But when like Mass Effect came out, I was like, yo, this is what I was looking for. But it's still, you know, you're still limited by what they could fit in there right so you know having you know discovering kind of dnd has kind of been the solution to something that i've been looking for yeah <laughs> over right. all the years of a gaming i've done which is like yelling at my screen <laughs> when like somebody reacts a certain way even with a newer game like the outer worlds you know awesome game yeah yeah but i remember thinking at like uh, at, at like at times like why'd you do that you know, mm-hmm. when you're playing, you can, you know, I, I, I just hope that things like what Brandon did with uh, Gideon, that they empower the players and let you know that everybody controls the story. It's not just mm-hmm. the DM dictating right. something and you follow like, like, like everybody changes things at the flip of a hat. See, w- w- yeah. was there anything that you had to change? based on what we did during your season? Um, Yeah, well, uh, I mean, first, almost right off the bat, uh, in the in the very first scene of of uh, season five, I had you guys like I was trying to create your very first encounter with those with the guys over at the River Sticks and it you were almost immediately trying not to like you were going to try and run away from them and and then i you know i kind of forced you to to fight them and then you you kept one person alive (laughs) so like i had i had this exposition dump planned for a different character but because you guys had had spared one and was interrogating them it gave me the opportunity or you know i had to then create that exposition dump for that character um but it gave us some fantastic uh rp as a result of it uh the joke about uh you know what what are the allergies and, and go into the go into the infernal walgreens like all of those things <laughs> you know, all of those things came out of that 
that interaction. And, you know, that was that, that entire thing was improv. So, yeah, it's 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 great. Like it's, um, you know, the, the, I'm going to sound like such an old man when I say this, but but the, the, the beauty of being able like when you're a DM um, and you've got a good table is jazz. You know, like it, it really is jazz. It's, it is that impro- improvisation, yeah. but, but you, but you're able to flow together. Like, oh, I, I'm picking up what you're throwing down, um, as the players. And then like the DM will give you, will give you a scat line. And then as the player, you've got to give him something else. Yeah. And then he gives you something else. And that, you know, it's jazz, but like, hold on, let me go find a Kango that I can <laughs> put on backwards. <laughs> Um, sip some cognac. Yeah, no, I, I love that because yeah, even even if you don't count jazz, it's a jam session. It, you know, yes. people showing up with instruments, yeah. and then somebody will come to the stage and play something, and then you'll like right. just make something, and and, and right. then somebody will like come up and start singing or rapping or scatting or whatever. Right. You know, it's, yes. it's it's like going to an open mic and having one of those jam sessions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I used to be a frequent open micer uh, back in back in like my. my yeah, yeah, and beefy reef, and, and 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 like those were the best kind of nights, you know, right. and like uh, people would just go up and you would just make something new, you know, and like it would be dope. You know yeah, so. man, I miss I miss jam sessions now. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so uh, you know, I want to go around. Uh, I kind I want to go around the table and talk about uh, favorite moments um, from from this season or or at any point during during the course of uh rivals and you know we'll start with our newest rival Latia. oh you keep putting me on the spot <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely you've got you've got so much you got so much information i want the people to know you ah okay um let's see i'll go on my favorite moment from this season because i can remember it most recently um i think and this is, a, I have so many, but this is the one that I can think of off the top of my head. It was when uh, you and Duo put together your grotesque costume. Oh. <laughs> and then the realization that you all had been going for probably a whole day at that point. So for <laughs> a good portion of the season, you looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the image, that I had of your your girl, like you basically look like the California raisin. Yeah, like your yeah. head just mm-hmm. like the California raisin. Yeah, and um, but but like parent parent body, California raisin head right. with sunglasses too. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that you can draw that. Yes. My aunt used to have a California raisin pillow with like the um, oh, wow. with like dangly arms and yes. legs. So oh, with, man. The, with the big um the big gloves and everything. So yeah, that was just when I was imagining you, that was yeah. the that was the the image I had. Well, yeah. I had uh t- talking about dating yourself, I had the California raisins vinyl. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, wow. Final was it, record. was it a 45 or was it a 12 inch? No, no, it was, it was not a 45. It was, it was, it was a 12 inch vinyl. Wow. California raisins. Cause, cause like my, my dad is like a DJ. So like oh, okay. Oh. records every week right. you know, from, mm. from right. his uh, supplier, you know, right. 
And uh, he he gave me the California raisins. <laughs> He's like, I ain't, I ain't spinning this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. he, was, he was he was he was like, I don't. I think I'd rather play the electric slide for three hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> was was was, was Mac was Mac tonight on the B side? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Brandon, any uh, favorite moments? Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So I can only remember a moment, and I don't remember the exact moment. And I, I've told I haven't told no I told uh, Serena about this, but uh, it was uh, the episode when we had the New York Times in. Oh yeah, we yeah. Taking pictures, and there's this really emotional scene that I had to play with Ren and it's just like, I was dealing with like a really heavy yeah, thing that day I walked in and yeah. I tried to like not let it bother me. And like this scene came out where I was just like, I was like crying and like mm-hmm. getting really emotional, which I hadn't really felt that um, for the first time. But it was like, it was weird because it was like taking the emotion that I was feeling and then putting it to the character. And it really made a really great scene, um, mm-hmm. which I have been now starting to feel more comfortable letting myself go and not feeling so weird about it. Cause mm-hmm. I know when I, when we first started, I was very like, okay, I, I don't want to step on anybody's toes or like, I don't know if I want to like emote too much. And I think from that scene on, I've just been more comfortable with just like expressing emotions. Like, like after that, we had the scene where it was uh Ren uh, was really upset with everybody because of the whole parent thing. And that we were trying to say parent and, and Ren was like totally against that. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, those kind of moments where just being emotional and showcasing the character in a different light than what we usually see has been kind of cool, I would yeah. say. Yeah, because I don't get those opportunities. <laughs> so, so so often, I guess, uh, like streaming, you know, so it that was it's really cool to role play that out and using my own experience to kind of do that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, you, you've had these great emotional scenes, Brandon. Like, you've had these... Like you kind of and 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 they're not during like typically emotional parts of the story, which I love. Like uh, like uh, you, you kind of make them. Like I remember you had this great scene. This was like really early, I think, in the second season with like uh, Celise at the end of the uh, at the at the end of. The, uh, oh yeah, season, yeah. Um, where like you you were talking about like your upbringing and like how you grew up with nothing and mm-hmm. how that's why like you into this gold thing and i was like mm-hmm. yo brand brandon like like <laughs> yeah 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 like um you had a really dope scene when like Celise was not was like not, not unconscious oh like, yeah yeah she, yeah she, like like uh, you were you, you were like watching her you know mm-hmm. while, while uh, me and parent were going underground and you had this great scene so yeah you've i think you you've like done a really great job of like really getting you know really thanks like creating scenes that are not forced by the narrative, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you kind of make your own thing, which has been great. Um, yeah, I think yeah, my favorite from this season. Oh, there's been a lot. Um, I mean, definitely the Gideon stuff, but I, I already kind of talked about that. But yeah, that was that was just fantastic. Um, you know, like uh, cause causing me to basically you know give give another thought to. Um, that a uh, character I loved during the games during the uh, C2E2 show because yeah. I knew I was going to have a lot of math in there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, y'all rode with it, man. Uh, yeah. Like, 
Like I gave y'all the option. I was like, y'all could walk away. Like, like y'all don't gotta do this stuff. And like, <laughs> no, we're going to do math. Right, right. <laughs> we're gonna do it poorly, but we're gonna do it. <laughs> I really, love, I, I really love that. Like y'all had that trust in me to go through and engage in like all the games I had set up. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like y'all could have tried to fight somebody or just said like i'm not or like tried to you know investigate other people like you know what i mean what like there's so many options that you could have did we we've we've already had uh so many fights this season where uh banging on a thing did not work (laughs) that i think we were all too afraid to try and fight a (laughs) thing like it like it wasn't even an option that we considered um like all right we're gonna we're gonna fight through this math as opposed to fight through these people that's Uh, true i think um i mean even even with that being my first episode it didn't occur to me at all to try and fight anything right, like right. for for Dahani and for myself this was not a thing where i could solve it by punching something right right uh so um a few of my favorite moments um is i'm i'm constantly tickled by brandon because there are times like so oh man so I guess it was your first season. Yeah, it was your first season, Reef, where you had where Brandon read the book and he wound up back in Nightstone. Oh. And every time he wound up back in Nightstone, he like just out of nowhere, like so you know, Brandon's talking about how you know he can't improvise. Um, he goes into the inn in Nightstone, and then all of a sudden he becomes like this this proper English gentleman <laughs> that is like the manager of the place and he's just got the run of the place like I know f- I there is no way in hell uh Reef that you would plan for that but no you way. had to roll no with way. it yeah you had to roll with it and and Brandon like yo low-key y'all need to watch Brandon <laughs> throughout the season because Rin does stuff but it all comes from Brandon and Brandon <laughs> Brandon, Brandon Lowkey is he's the he's the key to, to all of it. Um, <laughs> um, um, I, especially yeah. I, with that with that scene and all that, I think that's when I started to feel more comfortable about just kind of uh, role playing out the scenes because I know the first two seasons I was always nervous of like like I didn't want to talk over people like I, I I didn't know where to place myself and then once we started doing more of that kind of stuff I. Yeah, I felt more comfortable and just be like, you know what, let's just let's go with it. You know what right. I mean? Like I, I know like I at that point felt comfortable like when to place myself in. Um if like someone's talking, I know when to stop, you know? Right. So it's just right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah it and, being and, a live show too. So Yeah, and and, and like as, as I shared with uh Uber and then like that first episode I DM'd, I was so nervous and you helped me so much because you just <laughs> You just went right in. Right. Like, like, a whole, like a whole nuke, a whole British Rin character. Right. Like, right. Character, you know, different voice. Yep. Yeah. Like, like it helped me so much to relax my nerves. You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> well, That's I've tried. I'm yeah. Like, like you, you, you know how to improv. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, it, like I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's definitely different as a player than as mm. a DM to improv. But, mm-hmm. you know, like that skill, like you definitely have for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, another thing that that was 
kind of influential on me was when Carlos was DMing in season two, the amount of emotion that he brought to like the weight that he brought to um, his storytelling and to our game and to our world was something that I didn't know. Like season one was kind of light. We still didn't know what we were doing. And, you know, it was kind of like action comedy. Um, And then, and then like Carlos created a, like he made us truly three dimensional um, and, and through his storytelling and, and bringing that emotion back. Um, One of my favorite moments also was from season from season five when I was DMing, and I gave you guys all that that opportunity to to uh, live out some stuff that you know I, I don't want to spoil for those people that are listening or watching that haven't gotten to season five yet. Um, but I think those were pivotal moments where people had to make decisions, but also had to live out different versions of things um which i was i was really fascinated by which way people went with that yeah that was one one of my uh uh that was a hard that was that was you know not to spoil it but that was one of the hardest uh scenes i had to live out and say and do Um, yeah yeah so yeah i mean it's it's yes it's that's been one really dope thing is getting used to the style of each dm which is why i was asking latia what she thought her style was because Mm -hmm. everybody's different you know like um everybody focuses on different things like if you've noticed like we've had combat like this season but not like straight up like like the last episode was probably the most combat that you've seen that wasn't related to some kind of puzzle yes. or something like that. Yes. So I made a conscious like decision after uh Cicero season, which was very combat heavy. Right. To, you know, um lighten up on that a bit and to, and to mm-hmm. dive in onto other things while still keeping some aspects of that. You know, so yeah, it's I think one thing that I really like a lot too is um if somebody creates like an NPC, like we have to trust that the DM next is going to like take care of that. Of that yeah, sure. If they choose to like include them. Right. Right. Like, uh, you know, cause like, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, Cicero essentially created duo, you know, mm-hmm. and every season we've had to trust everybody with that person, you know? Right. And, and there's, you know, been like other characters that, you know, like we've, brought in but like i never have a worry that like hey yo don't uh put this character in because like you like you you gonna mess them up or uh, something mm, like that. right, right. <laughs> you, know? you know like uh i was nervous about featuring troll manor in this season because serena did such an excellent job with setting up the character and mood and you know like like the house was like another character Mm-hmm. you know but at the same time i know that you know we all have trust that we're not gonna like you know step on each other's toes when it comes to you know um f- featuring other uh people in it so yeah yo like the chat has some crazy stuff in it i haven't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i i appreciate everybody in the chat i saw i saw someone about 15 minutes ago saying that i i had villain lighting yes I, yes uh, that was that was tanya my camera 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just villain time. <laughs> uh, you gotta give me give me your best villain laugh. Yeah, I can, I can turn the light off, but yeah, look at that. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, that's almost that's almost worse. Like you turn the light out on them. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I will uh because it's it's like a little darker now, so I'll, I'll turn it off. So yeah, yeah. So um anything else, Sean? Any anything else y'all wanna Sure. Uh, I don't know, Cicero. Do you have any more questions for me? <laughs> Latia. Uh, so, uh, yeah, everyone stay tuned for the after show where Cicero continues to ask Latia questions. Uh, favorite Pop Tart? Uh, strawberry. Uh, with or without frosting? Uh, with frosting. Oh, good job. Good job. Because there is Second, only one right answer. No, no. Well, well and it's, it's it, depending on my mood, it's also tied for brown sugar. Oh yeah, brown sugar. Brown sugar is dope. Brown sugar is dope. Uh, so your introduction to pop tarts was was definitely frosted strawberry. Yes, definitely Absolutely. the first pop tart. Well, anyone yeah. like by law, the first pop tart you've well, ever we're had. About the best one, right? Uh, so so oh, yeah. blueberry too. Like blueberry, blueberry word? Yeah, I like blueberry. Mm, mm, I don't know. That sounds that sounds sacrilegious. Brown <laughs> sugar, brown sugar is dope. Um, the s'mores one, y'all can miss me with that. Like I know, I know a lot of people came up on that much. s'mores. Well, yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all can miss me with that. I've uh, had it. I mean, it's not nah. terrible, but yeah, it's just like yeah, not. yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It is just. It's not. Like, a, it's not a strawberry or a brown sugar pop tart. That is facts, facts, facts. And and if you're gonna have a prop tart. And you don't have frosting on it, you're doing life wrong. Because oh, like are. for what? Like for what? Why are you doing this to yourself? The frosting ones are not bad. They're, they're, there they're, they're, are some questions bad. in the in the chat now. Oh, okay. Question. Uh, so uh Tanya asks, what would your character's, character's favorite, favorite pop tart be? Oh my gosh. Oh, um gosh. I think Dahani would Dahani would probably like a plain non-frosting. Pop tart, like any flavor, just non frosting. Hmm. Yeah, I think Shaka um, would kind of have a, and he wouldn't tell anybody this, but he would have kind of a secret obsession with like the like ridiculous pop tarts, like the ones with the sprinkles on them. Oh yeah, and like two different flavors, and like some kind of brand sponsor, you know, like right. Lucky Charms, <laughs> like Lucky uh, Charms pop tarts. Yeah, like like I feel like he would have an obsession with like the ridiculous pop tarts. Um, yeah, I think that Perrin would probably take two different flavored pop tarts and have them together. So like a strawberry and a blueberry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, half and, half. and and yeah, and would either either cut them in half or make a sandwich. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ren. I don't know. I think I think Ren would just like a really golden burnt <laughs> pop tart i oh. think Brenda had the opposite of what he what you would expect him to have it just be a really burnt pop tart uh golden crisp uh and we call that cajun style he, yeah just just enjoy those that burnt pop tart <laughs> for substance yeah. all right he left it in the toaster a little bit too yeah. long yeah yo i used it to, all the way uh, at six I, I i remember in uh college uh I was even too lazy to microwave them, y'all. I would just eat them joints straight out the bag. Straight out the bag, man. Straight out the bag. Straight out the bag. (laughs) 
you know. Uh, uh, oh, so we other questions. Yeah, we do have some other questions in here. Yeah, like what, what are everyone's favorite film genres? Now, uh, is, is that us or the characters? No, I think us. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, I think us. us. Yes, because there are no uh, films in Waterdeep. Right, there are no mean, films in Waterdeep. I mean, you know. I mean, they ask our characters about Pop Tarts. Yeah, that's Pop-Tarts true. Pop Tarts in Waterdeep. Uh, there's pastries in Waterdeep. Yeah, so. actually, what's the name of that of that bootleg Pop Tart? There's like another. Oh, the Stouffer. Well, there's the Stouffer like, Strudel joint. Toaster Strudels. Toaster yeah. Strudels. Yeah. yeah. Are those the ones you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are there other ones? I mean, there's like there's like the no frills. There's well, there's, there's like the Pop Tarts like, that I <laughs> ate that I call Pop Tarts that weren't Pop Tart brand Pop Tarts. I don't mean like the grocery store brand. No, uh, the the ones from Pathmark in the white in the white box, <laughs> <laughs> like the right? Yeah, I got mine from C Town. All those grocery stores are all out of business now. Yeah, really, so, really. Um, C Town's still around, I think. Uh, favorite film genre? Yeah, um, I think for me, um, and I know this is kind of like all encompassing, kind of, but I really like like thrillers. Mm. I guess. Okay, like a. Not scary movies, but like suspenseful sure. movies where there's a lot on the line, you know, right. like uh, like like the hunt f- for Red October. Is like mm, yeah, but, good one. It's like a lot's on the line, and like if like we don't do this exact thing, there's going to be nuclear war. You know, I <laughs> I tend to like those movies, which is why mm. I also tend to like um, disaster movies. So like I was in heaven when those were coming out every year, like Armageddon and Deep Impact and like the volcano in LA like, kind of movies. Um, like I really love like the day after tomorrow, I think is like a really good, like disaster movie. So yeah, I, I think that's right. Oh, so you like Roland Emmerich films. Yeah. I, I uh, like thrillers. I just like things where like, you, you're categorizing those as thrillers. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else I would characterize them as. So, I don't know. So, somebody else go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about my, movies again, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, my, I mean, what's your favorite genre? Oh, oh, go ahead, Brent. Go ahead, Brent. Uh, oh, uh, I mean, I don't really watch too many movies, but like when I do, it's usually like uh, sci-fi stuff okay. or uh, right. supernatural things. Like I can, mm. like I was a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan, so that kind of stuff. I'm like, did you watch the movie? Things. What the Buffy movie? Yes. Oh. I've seen it, yeah. Okay. It's very different. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like it. It's at very all. different. Yes, it's very I'm different. That the show yeah. was created. Actually, yes. it's it's the reason why I didn't give the TV show a chance. Yes. Same, oh, same. really? Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't same. like the movie mm-hmm. at all. I can see yeah. that. So I can like, see that. I made fun of my friends that watched Buffy. And then when I got into it later, I was like, oh, man, I really. Yeah, because I, I watched the yeah. show before I watched the movie. And then oh, I saw mm-hmm. the movie. I was like, oh, wow. Gotcha. This right. is not what I signed up for. what's what's your favorite genre latia um i think if i had to really pin one down it would be uh martial arts movies both like wuja like the like oh the shaw brothers flying daggers like the um the like the the zhang yimo films okay um but then also really, really ridiculous martial arts movies like Ninja Assassin. <laughs> ah, yes. 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 Um, that in, it informs a lot of my hobbies because I do a lot of flow arts and stuff. And, nice. Um, yep. Like playing with like rope darts and stuff. And mm. it just informs a lot. But then also mm. um, movies that are so bad that they're good, like, um, like Once Bitten with Jim Carrey. 
It's one of my favorite movies. Oh. Cool. Mm. Um, and well, Clue's not a movie that's so bad it's good. It's just a good movie. Yes, yes. Um, Knives out. Like Knives out. You got to see if you I see I plan on picking up that that Blu-ray because yeah, yeah. murder it's, mysteries like like my favorite book is right. and then there were none by Agatha Christie. So yeah. right. uh, stuff like that I really dig. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Knives Out is what if Clue was good? <laughs> like, straight up, like that's that's yes. the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my favorite genre of film, if I have to pick a favorite a favorite child, um, it would be the child who tells me about um you know, is is topical, but thought provoking sci-fi thrillers. Okay. Um so so films like uh V for Vendetta, okay. yeah. films films like Children of Men. Um, yeah, uh, uh, um, uh, Dark City is one of my favorite films. Um, yeah, yeah. So like they're like all of these movies that, um, present us with a future that is plausible, um, based on where we are, um, but also gives, gives us a chance as moviegoers, as as you know, f- film aficionados, to have conversations about what the film is talking about and and how it makes you feel, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it you know just evokes existential just kind of thoughts in 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 your brain. So um, I really enjoy those. Yeah, Hunger Games. Um, so I yeah. man, so like Hunger Games overall like the world is something that that i thought about a lot and the costumes and stuff but i but because it was wrapped in this action movie sandwich i didn't like i didn't really attach myself to the world as much as a as a like thought experiment as okay. maybe I, maybe I should have or maybe I would have had I read the books. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I love Catching Fire. It's like one of my favorites. Mm. Yeah, I did like I like <laughs> the movies. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I thought the movies were good, but I thought, yeah. I, but if like if you were to ask me to categorize it, I would call it just an an action movie set in the sci fi world. Oh wow! As opposed to. Yeah, like yeah, a dystopian, thought yeah, thought-provoking dystopian okay. sci-fi action film. So, I can see that. Yeah, uh, but I think I, some, I think the books would have been different. Yeah, I, I see some conversations about peeps. In the, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Tanya. So Tanya is full of controversy today. So Tanya, <laughs> as after we talked about pop tarts, and and Brandon said that his character would eat burnt <laughs> pop tarts. She she asked us the general question peeps yes or no and uh latia and i the eagle-eyed uh participants that we are saw that (laughs) and responded with um we had very definitive and emphatic answers Mm -hmm. before we give our answers i will allow you brandon and you sharif to answer reef why don't you answer first peeps yes or no are those the only options (laughs) <laughs> they are they are unfortunately so if even oh, if man. so if peeps sometimes is a yeah it's a yes okay 
okay, I'll, I'll say yes then because it's a sometimes. It's okay. not my preference by any means. Um, yeah. But if I was in a movie and my partner had some peeps and we had like nothing else, I would I would peep some peeps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, peeps, yay or nay? I'm gonna have to say a no on the peeps. Yeah, they not yeah. taste good to me. I yeah. do not enjoy them. I've never enjoyed them. I, yeah, nope. So I, uh, so I have um, both Latia and I were um, very much in the Brandon category. Um, I may have been a little bit more in in deeper in ensconced in that category <laughs> than, than uh, Latia and Brandon. But uh, like, so peeps are a weird thing. Peeps are a thing that I know I don't like. I know I don't like them. But every few years, I will be hoodwinked into having a peep into having a peep right and and by hoodwinked i will say someone just asked hey you want one and i'm like okay and then i eat it and halfway through the second chew i regret all my life's decisions because they brought me to that moment (laughs) um oh wow peeps no no on peeps all right i got it i got it um, yeah. Let's see. There was another uh, set of questions. What's the next live appearance? That is, make it uh, out to? We don't know. Right? <laughs> very, very good question. <laughs> Everything's been canceled through like the summer. So we have no idea. I mean, next live appearance, my room. Right. Right. Yeah, like. Exactly. Like. Yeah, I mean, like uh, like uh, and Cicero were supposed to get Gary gone. Yeah, that's canceled. The math conference I was supposed to speak at is canceled. Um, I was supposed to take a, you know, like uh, my uh, partner had a conference in like Ireland in July. Oh yeah, that that that, that like I was gonna gonna go to canceled. You know what I mean? I'm worried because I have a good friend that's planning her wedding. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. 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 I've mm-hmm. a couple it's of like friends. in September. Oh, oh. But still, I mean, I don't know if the venues are going to be like, nah, you know what I mean? Or if right. people are not going to fly. If or people whatever. just don't get their act together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, question. Yeah. Do I got to learn how to pronounce this right? Oh, um, Aracocra. Aracocra feel mm-hmm. awkward sleeping on a feather pillow. I don't think so. Um, I'm sure Eric Coker, mo- like most birds, okay. as long as the feathers are humanely sourced. <laughs> <laughs> humanely sourced. So, like, uh, you're 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 like at like Whole Foods and the in the uh, organically yeah sourced organically harvested feather uh, department. Yeah, and like you're paying like twice as much for uh, for 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 your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, favorite superheroes. Ooh, the question in there. I used to like Uh, Spider Man back in the day, but I don't know. It's it's kind of he fell off to like Venom. Oh, maybe because I I play way too much Marvel vs. Capcom. I always play Venom. Mm, um, okay. I don't really have a, a f- I mean, I don't really have a favorite because I'm not really super into superheroes, but okay. I don't know. All right. That's dope. All right. What about you, Reef? Um, I've always been a Batman guy. Mm. Um, 
you know, that was my favorite comic book as as a kid. Then the animated series came out when I was a teenager on Fox. That was incredible. Batman the Animated Series you know, was one of the greatest the, cartoons in the world. In the 1989 Batman movie right. was, I never, I just didn't think they could do comics like that. Like, it was mm-hmm, incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I know people, you know, love Heath Ledger, but Jack Nicholson is still my favorite yeah. Joker. There you go. That's my Joker. That's my Joker. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So like, I've always been a Batman dude. Right. All right. So Brandon, Brandon's gonna go. We're gonna still answer some questions, but before yeah. Brandon goes, I want Let to. The man go. Well, well no, no, I just fine. right. I just want to. I just want him to answer this question because I think it's an important <laughs> one. It's an important one. Did Did you ever feel awkward about role playing? And if yes, how did how do you deal oh, with it? Question. That's a good question. Um, no, I mean, I I think I ever felt weird about role playing. I think especially with the situations that Red has dealt with, especially with like men and women, I thought it was going to be a little weird. Uh, but I've oddly felt comfortable with it because because mainly because the people who are at the table have made me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we did it in front of a studio audience, that was. That was definitely different, uh, but I don't know. I, I've never felt weird about it because I, I think I've been so used to, um, you know, playing fantasy games and then like imagine like a good imagination about that kind of stuff. Anyway, so it's never been like a weird situation. But um, I have second guessed certain things that I've said out loud while role playing <laughs> during the game and been like, okay, I probably should have said that. That did not sound right. So this, yeah. Yep. All right, Brandon. Well, th- all right, everybody. Us, thanks for uh, hanging out. Appreciate it. I'll see you guys right. on the next. Bye, episode. Brandon. Bye, Brandon. Love you, man. Right. See ya. All right. all right, man. Peace. Um, so I lost the history of the chat because my Twitch refreshed. Okay. Yeah, okay. I got you. I got you. I don't see any other questions. I think the superheroes uh, one was the last one I saw. Um, uh, other favorite one? geeky pastimes. Uh, I mean, for me, um, I mean, like d- definitely video games for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really love uh, like action figures. So cool, let, me cool. let me uh adjust my camera a little bit so I can show you what my can you show us your action figures? What my office looks like. Yeah. Uh, but like while while I'm doing that, somebody else can. Yeah. So what do Latia let the let the people know about you? Let the people know about me. Um, I so video games, of course. Um, I used to be very very big into Dance Dance Revolution. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, did I mean, you I, have? Did you have? Uh, did you wear flare jeans like the big? I, I, I didn't. I didn't wear junko jeans. I wore bell bottoms. Oh, like I, was, okay. I was big in the bell bottoms. Okay. okay. Um. But uh. Yeah. I used to be. Well, I mean, I probably still. I. I still am into DDR. But right. I think last summer I uh, very badly pulled a calf muscle while playing. Oh wow. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, video games that, and then, um, I, if you can call flow arts geeky, like I do hula hooping and, oh, and course. fan yeah. and fan spinning and, and, and rope dart and et cetera, et cetera. So like on my camera are yes. some of my figures here Wow, up on these like cool picture ledges, a bunch of, is that a, is that an orange D 20 next to what I suspect is a Ken? It's next to a Ken and a Swiss. Yes. Okay. I, I don't know. 
okay and i also have a bunch of uh pops but yes I, yes uh, a bunch he's a bunch is a black. is an understatement <laughs> I, yeah. black, so. I used to be very 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 into pops but i've i've only recently started collecting again with the with the dnd ones uh but i used to be real real big into pops that is such a good collection sure yeah. i love yeah. it yeah yeah well now that now that we're into my collection uh jordy laforge nice i got some other stuff i got some like cuphead people i got some nice i got some some atari 2600 cartridges holy cow Uh, i love that stuff some ganon some small street fighter characters Uh, i like that ganon pins actually There you go. Yeah, some emotes, some some uh Cypher of Tear emotes. I I got the Night King. And uh yeah, so yeah, I I I got a bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so that is me. Uh see any uh Geeky pastimes? Nah, man. I'm 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 a I'm a I'm a cool kid. Uh, yeah, you know, sticking sticking nerds in the lockers. Um, yeah. I, I, so uh, I um, video games, um, which I, like I don't even know if that's a geeky pastime anymore because everybody plays I games. Mean, I think. I think Everybody like the level that we're into it though is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, yeah. If you go onto my Twitter timeline right now, there is a uh, four tweet um, post speaking about the Sony PS5 reveal. So, if you even know that Microsoft and Sony like release specs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, that is definitely a geeky, I guess, geeky pass, passion and pastime of mine. Uh, comic books. Uh, I'm, I'm a pretty, pretty big comic book fan. I'm not, uh, not the biggest comic book fan, um, but you know, I read books from time to time. I'm definitely in that world. Uh, you know, definitely knowing about things that are happening and that kind of stuff, and and will watch. I probably consume more animated versions of of comics that I've loved over the years. Um, uh, I'm big into cartoons, like anime. I like, but more like American cartoons, like mm-hmm. just goofy cartoon shit. Like, um, uh, what other geeky pastimes? Uh, I, you know, I love films. Uh, I love geeky sci-fi and and you know fantasy books yeah, anything um, is geeky if you put right. the right spin on it exactly right yeah, right yeah, that's what I'm um like that, the, 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 like that word like most words has evolved yes mm-hmm. yeah uh, i love geeky, geeky meals um i um <laughs> <laughs> presenting geeky meals with right, right, right. <laughs> um I, so i've gotten into uh, not not so weirdly, but I've gotten into board games. Um, so uh, one yeah. thing one thing that would happen if you wind up hanging out with me, um, you know, coming over to my house is we're gonna play some games. Yes. Um, Every time I go to Cicero's house, we play some stuff. For sure. Yeah. So um, what is what is uh, what is on your board game shelf? Oh right man! Now? Oh oh, hold on! Oh no, nah, my cameras are <laughs> my cameras aren't long enough to dick take you to like I don't have I don't have the memorabilia board that mm-hmm. that Reef does, but I do have a an entire bookshelf full of board games. Um, yes. So uh, I, I've got you know. Uh, um, 
games like Cards Against Humanity. I've got, you know, Love Letter. Um, yeah, I've got uh, Settlers, you know, Catan. Um, I've got Portrayal of, I've got three different versions of Portrayal of um, yeah, House on the, the House on the Hill. That's my favorite uh, board game. It is. So it's the game that, like, that was my gateway drug into new board games. Yes. Um, yeah. It's yeah, fantastic, fantastic game. Love it. Um, yeah. Once, once we can get, like, six people together in a room without it being a health hazard, we should definitely, right. we should definitely uh, um, play that game. And, uh, yeah, so I've got – Diana Moon talked about it. I've got Betrayal Legacy, but nobody in my house will play it with me, so that's, you know, <laughs> so that's a problem. Um, I just bought a game called Rap Gods um, from oh. – yeah, from uh, – I think they're called the Board Game Brothers, um, BG Brothers on Twitter. Uh, and it was, uh, I think I caught their Kickstarter bundle for the game. The game is so much fun. You can play it in less than an hour. It probably, like the first time you play it, you'll probably spend about two hours, um, you know, figuring stuff out. But once you get it and you'll get it in about five minutes after you set everything up, it is so much fun. Oh man, I can't wait to play that again. Um, but it's up to four players. Um, but I've got code names. I've got a bunch of different code names. I've got um, like five different one night werewolves. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I carry around a Bluetooth speaker with me. So just so I could play so one night. So you can play. Yeah. yeah just so, so I can play one night. Werewolf. When, when Cicero, Cicero came to my house one time and he brought one night werewolf. <sighs> And my in-law, well, my, my future in-laws at the time, <laughs> right. were there, and they got so into it. <laughs> my in-law was accusing people. Right. Lying. It was incredible. Yes. Like, like, it is, like, I just didn't know that they had this version where there's like an app that runs you through all the yeah. things yeah. and like yeah. tells different roles to yeah. wake up and do stuff. Like, like it, like solves it a takes, lot of the trouble. I was going to say, it takes a lot of the guesswork out of the game when you can just set it to go and oh, you already know kind of what's going on there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is awesome. A uh, couple right. questions I see. So for Sharif, what do you think about that new Shenmue, yay or nay? Um, I mean, they're not trying to do anything new. It is Shenmue. Uh, they're not trying to update it for the new generation. They're not trying to like make it more like modern games. If you like Shenmue... One, one and two, you will like three. It has the same uh, jerky dialogue and like going back and forth to like I talk to people, uh, horrible menuing. Um, specifically, if you're on the PC, you better have a controller because the buttons that they choose, which you can't change right. on the keyboard, are awful. Wow. Um, but, but you know, it's like a Kickstarter thing, right? So, I mean, I will say though, the music and the graphics, incredible. Um, but it is Shenmue, which means if you want to play a 90s era game with 2020 like visuals, um, you know, it's for you for sure. Um, That's cool. Question If you had to swap characters with another player for a single and, game, and play who would you other swap with? Interesting. Hmm. I want to try that one out. Oh, dang it. Huh? I will try yeah. it out first then. Uh, swap with. Uh, uh, POC and TTRPGs asked before my stream crashed. Uh, what would our yeah. characters be up to uh, during this? Uh, this yeah, while social, social distancing. distancing. Yeah. 
Oh, well, like I want to answer. Wait, can, did did you hear me when I said the swap question? No, no. What, oh, was, no, the, what was the question? Oh, nice. Yeah. This is the engagement I look for. Right. Um, <laughs> no, I said that that like there, there was a well, I I read a question first and then you read another question. Oh, I'm sorry. So go. Uh, you, you go. So the question was, if you had to swap characters with another player for a single game, who would you swap with? Oh. Assuming they mean from this party. Yes. But I'll say anybody like you, 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 you can open it up to other people if you want. Um, I think I would swipe um, with, uh, with uh, Tanya. I think I would like to try Celise out for a little bit. Mm. Um, Cause like, she, you know, I've, you know, it's, it's a cool character and like very like tanky and damage dealing, you know? Speaking of, uh, Tanya says that your volume sounds a little low. Oh, mine? Yeah. Ooh. Is it always sounding like that? No, it sounds know. fine to me. Uh, okay, I will turn the gain up. There you go. Sounds better. But, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, any Anyone else want to jump in with characters? Uh, I would swap a duo. Mm. There you go. <laughs> um, there you go. That just, I mean, for all of the reasons. <laughs> yeah. You just got to be able to steal things, though, if you do that. Right. right. Mostly, <laughs> mostly, I love Serena's duo voice. Um, yeah. So when when duo does things, I would, like, do them and be able to use the voice, and it would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Cicero. Uh, I, um... I would swap with um knock knock. Um so, because because like knock knock was was kind of dope. Like knock knock was silly and goofy and he did all this dumb stuff, but he was he was uh crazy deep in terms of like he had a lot of stuff going on that he was thinking about that that was always there. And when he fought, like he, you know, like Carlos just kept having attacks. Yeah. <laughs> so um he had stop. really dope weapons and uh and like I would love to be able to uh you know just be be a fighter. Um, you know, like Perrin a lot of the things that Perrin has to do, Perrin has to think about. Um and and when you know when it comes to battles, but uh mm -hmm. you know, just yeah. being able to to be a blunt object would be kind of cool. Sweet. All right. So what was what was that question you read before? Um, it was what would our characters be doing during social distancing? Hmm. I mean, Shock is cool with a room of puzzles. So <laughs> he doesn't really need anyone to play them with. He will like design them and then try to solve them himself. So mm -hmm. I actually think he would be pretty cool. He would just be designing a bunch of stuff and then trying to design harder stuff and doing that stuff so i i think that's what he'd be doing he'd be in his room designing stuff yeah um, yeah um uh well i'll say that parent would probably have difficulty um with it because you know parents very extroverted Mm -hmm. And and so he would, you know, he'd either want to be around a crowd or he'd want to be near them to gain information about things that are happening, things that are mm -hmm. happening around town. And, uh, you know, just kind of being left alone, he's 
kind of helpless at that point. Mm. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Dahani would. Dahani's used to having a very close knit group of people or birds around, um, but at the same time, being able to fly kind of makes it a little bit easier for her. So you know, she could just be like twenty feet above everybody and just like having conversations and like, oh, you need this thing. Hit. She she would be. Dahani would be probably like delivery and helping out the people who are not able to go and do things for themselves because she can fly. You know, that's a really good point. Like, I guess like, unless you came across another bird, then you got to like, make sure you're six feet apart. Right. Right. It's like, as soon as you see each other, it's like, Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's go. Let's get her. Right. 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 Like y'all, y'all basically need like a flight controller. Exactly. Like a, FAA <laughs> to direct y'all all around. But yeah, no, she would she would see uh she would see a situation where her abilities would make her very useful um for the situation. And you know, like for for example, we have a lot of, you know, um disabled and immunocompromised people who can't get out and do things right now. She would be that for people. And she'd awesome. also be able to kick people's butts who buy too much toilet paper. Right. right. Fly over to Costco. Oh right. There's right. a bird diving straight Right. Stole my 24 it's, pack. It's Eric Hoko's swooping season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My one of my uh actually this goes into my favorite parts of the season was when when the honey who was employed by this person just, just started kicking his butt goes and mercifully beats uh, <laughs> not, not the guy but like you know like uh, one of the women that were employed like she wasn't going to kill her but it's just funny that you know she was uh em- employed by this family and just <laughs> mercifully Look, beats they are they are not living up to the non-existent contract that they gave me. The the it. the internal contract that Dahani has set for working for these people is slowly crumbling. Right. <laughs> yeah, I I love it. Uh, also, I want to acknowledge in the chat uh, who said that. Uh, who said that? Someone said that Knock Knock had a lot of growth potential. Yes. Yes. Uh, Ancient Red Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I might steal that uh, for the show. uh, Yes, and give myself credit for it. Uh, (laughs) uh, No, I would not do that. But I, I, I do like that though. Yes, yeah. uh, Might want to keep that in mind because oh, might might uh, wrap around and in future episodes. You never know. Uh, Keep in mind at the beginning of the season we did. Burry, you know, we did Burry Knock Knock. So Knock Knock, yeah. And uh, Corinne did say there that we might have to come back. Mm-hmm. All right. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Is there any other any other questions we had? Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think there's Maybe. anything else. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if if you have any other questions, just like throw them in the chat. Well. Stay on for a little bit longer. Um, if people have questions, if not, we will yeah. uh, 
depart. We should do this more frequently. This was actually really, really great. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, with with us, uh, our schedules opening up as they have, um, <laughs> there may there may be opportunities for for these kinds of things. Go yeah, I, I think that's the plan. I mean, we got to talk with. Uh, I don't know if D and D is planning on like uh, rerunning our show. At our time, right, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Or anything yeah. like that. We, we, we I will be right there. back. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's, but, it's um, crazy it's time. I think a good way to connect with the with the crew with the fans, mm-hmm. and especially because you know, like we know on the show that we only take in character questions. You know, right? Um, but uh, so this is a good chance to do both. Uh, right. What are your favorite cartoons? I think we talked a little bit about this, but I, I don't, I mean, I mentioned Batman, the animated series It's definitely right. up there. Right. Um, so I'll acknowledge this by saying favorite is not best. <laughs> I recognize that this cartoon does not uh, stand the test of time. Okay. Um, but uh, since I was as a kid obsessed with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I would have to say that the late 80s, uh, goofy, uh, you know. Yeah, Cowabunga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Cowabunga pizza-eating yeah. turtles. Uh, still my favorite. Um, I did try to... I remember when, like, YouTube, like, became a thing and you could watch old cartoons on there. Right. I remember watching it and I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, it's not great. Um, if you count avatar as a cartoon mm. that would absolutely be my number one i don't know if that quite qualifies um avatar, the last airbender yeah yeah uh, what were you talking things. about before i came back what cartoons, cartoons. Uh, yeah yeah oh best, oh best cartoons was a turtles cartoon. ah yeah, yeah 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 so like i i said again it's my favorite not not the best um but if avatar counts like that's not only one of my favorite cartoons that's one of my favorite like pieces of media ever. right mm-hmm. um so I haven't Who, seen the last season of Avatar, the Fire Nation. Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, I know every, I know everything that happens, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I uh, I started watching uh, Avatar, but I've not finished. I don't think I made it through the first season. It was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was, uh, um, but yeah, just I forget like things. Life came in the came in the way, oh. got in the way, whatever. Um, brief favorite turtle. Uh, I mean Donatello. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That that's on brand. That's on that brand tracks. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah what, what what's uh, yours, Cicero? Uh, My favorite turtle. No cartoon. Well. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and turtle. Uh, I mean, yeah, look, Raphael. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, um, are 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 you original cartoon Raph, or are you like movie? No, so no, so I was I was original cartoon like every iteration of Raphael, uh, Raphael, um, up until like these like more recent ones where I feel like most of the character I think like the characters have been homogenized a little. Um, yeah, I've I've always gravitated uh, gravitated towards Raph. Uh, yeah, I think he's an interesting character because I feel like they've made him more and more like rebellious and more and more like I'm just with y'all because like like I'm gonna go do my own thing. Right. Remember, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, how they're doing his character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Latia, what's your favorite turtle? 
Um, I do not have a favorite turtle because mm. I don't remember them enough. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. So Shredder got it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right, right, exactly. No, uh, uh, no. Yobo, gonna, if, what's, if what's his name? That, no, if you're gonna do that to me, then my favorite character is gonna be like April O'Neil. Right, Casey Jones. Uh, yeah, April, April, you know. Uh, yeah. She was, uh, you know, she's unfortunately a victim of that time where yeah. most female characters were pretty yeah. damselly. Um, yeah. You know, but like even yeah. in the, uh, I never saw the recent. I know they made those movies. Uh, like they made two movies. Like so the late the in, like the twenty ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which like, I actually never saw, so I don't know. Oh, she was like portrayed in those. If uh, it was uh, what's her name from? It was a Michael Bay film, so it was what's her name in in Megan. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, did did they give her more agency in those movies? Or was she- uh, no, I I no, mean, I, yeah, not really. But it was what was funny about the second one, especially. It was like they took the cartoon and made it a live action film, so oh. it was terrible in all the same ways that the show was. T- so I thought those movies cartoon. were like more serious than the original cartoon. No, the 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 late 80s early 90s ones at least the first two were more oh, serious yeah. than these oh yeah yeah wow. yeah i figured that these especially being a michael bay movie that they would go for these super dramatic like <sighs> no things, but no. No. Yeah. no i might check them out i, I, yeah. I just never i once i saw that michael bay was attached to it i was like all right i'm i'm, I'm good <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're like yeah you know i mean if you can if they're streaming somewhere watch them yeah. Check it out. Um, yeah. I, so my favorite cartoons is like the list is my favorite cartoon is basically whatever I'm watching at, that I continue to watch Cop at out. that at that, at that particular. <laughs> well, all right. So so all right. My favorite cartoon of all time, the one that impacted me the most, was Robotech. Okay. Um, uh, because up until that point. I had never seen a cartoon because cartoons were for kids, right? So I'd never seen a show for kids where characters died. And, you know, like you watch G.I. Joe and everybody would be the best, the best soldiers in the world and the best mercenaries in the world, but nobody could shoot anybody. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, except yeah. So, cop out in that movie. So, you know, Duke was supposed to die in that film, and they instead uh decided not to kill him and um, like dubbed in, dubbed in the portion where they were like, Oh, he fell into a coma and he's okay at the end. So, um, yeah, he was supposed to die, but he did not die. Um, but uh yeah robotech was robotech was the was the issue um i i want to shout out a couple of cartoons that nobody knows about that they should know about um the legend of the galaxy rangers oh yeah i never heard of that yeah galaxy rangers is um, amazing um and bionic six bionic six was a that does sound familiar dumb television show dumb cartoon with amazing action and really good animation for the time um yeah both really great shows uh that i enjoyed a lot i have written those down i know everybody was up on transformers but i was a i was a gobots fan Uh, 
back in the day. I like the GoBots cartoon and the Transformer toys. Mm, really? You uh, like the GoBots cartoon? Yeah. Uh, I did. Either one? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was... I don't uh, know why. I, I just liked the characters better, um, but I hated the toys. So, like, Transformers mm. had cooler toys. Yes, um, 100%. But, like, but the GoBots toys were awful quality. They yes, were, yeah, they, they were, were they were, they were Chinatown bootleg quality. Uh, in fact, I think some of the ones that you buy in Chinatown, like the Chinatown <laughs> version of Leader One was diecast, and the, and the Chinatown <laughs> and the actual Leader One GoBot was plastic. Dude, it was, uh, wow. it was like cast on Canal Street. Like they yep. made it there. Yep. Like, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't have a lot of. I didn't watch a lot of Transformers growing up. I had Beast Wars. Oh, oh yeah, sure. Uh, before school, so um, I was a big fan of Beast Wars. Right. Which technically isn't a cartoon, but it's. Well, like, it was. It was CG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was CG. Like, it was like, an, like it was the way the way reboot was, which yeah, reboot. Ah, shout out to Bob. <laughs> shout out to Bob and and Dot Matrix. Yes. Uh, they so they rebooted reboot. Did you know they that? They did reboot reboot. Rebooted reboot on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And and made it bad. Like reboot started out as a like as a as a kids like a, as like a animated cartoon like a CG animated cartoon. Um and then like for kids but then like by the second season it turned into like this action drama mm-hmm. oh yeah like it 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 shifted it made a tonal shift that was very hard and abrupt and i was there for it uh-huh. uh it was so dope it was so dope sweet we gotta watch some secret cartoons from cicero yeah <laughs> also, yeah. also yeah watch don't YouTube GoBots because it also holds up even worse than <laughs> <And> Turtles. GoBots <laughs> Go was terrible then, yo. GoBots Go was horrible. You like bad things. Oh my gosh. Like it was it was terrible. Like that was the thing. But <laughs> I loved I loved the um I think her name was Crasher. It was like yes, was, yeah. She was just like psychotic, <laughs> yeah. like, which I always thought was really weird to have on a kid's cartoon. I mean, she was literally like a psychopath. Yeah. Um, yeah so oh man, everybody. yeah, yeah. <laughs> kids, kids that like kids that openly like GoBots got mocked even by the geeks in, in school, Dang. like even the nerds. No, I, no, I, I, I think one reason I got into GoBots too was because you know, like when my right. mom would go to the store, them GoBots was mad cheap. Yep. So yeah. Like, <laughs> so you get GoBots. Yeah. Toys. Yeah. yeah. So what are you getting? Yeah. You know. So, so I got in the cartoon through that. So, oh, one, uh, one more cartoon that I have to shout out because it was, um, it was a cartoon that I secretly watched that I know all of my male compatriots. Um, also secretly watched, but we never discussed it. And that is shout out to Jim, Jim and the hologram. Jim was, awesome. yeah. Jim was dope, Jim but nobody dope. copped to, well, at least in, in my friend group at my school. Um, so the Jim would come, would come on, on channel 11 um, 
in between G.I. Joe or you either it was in between G.I. Joe and Transformers or it was G.I. Joe Transformers, then Gem. And so, like, you're not turning the TV off like that would take too much effort. Like you just watch, you Mm -hmm. sit there, you watch it and then you get into it and they had songs and it was all sorts of dumb stuff. But like we would come to school and we would talk about what we saw on G.I. Joe and what we saw on Transformers. And then you would see Mm -hmm. the light in everybody's eyes to talk about what happened next and knew immediately that you could not speak on Jem because Jem was for girls. And yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, things things were gendered real real bad. Yeah, like, yeah. Wow. We we talked about Gem, but only if we could talk about synergy. Yes, we literally yes. Only talk about the computer. Oh, really? Yeah, the sci-fi so, like, part of it. Never talk about the plot lines or like misfits <laughs> or. But like we actually did a um like a couple years ago, Black Girl Nerds did like a Gem rewatch. Oh, dope! Oh. Um, that was like live tweeted and uh, and everything. And I remember watching a, a couple episodes. That show is hilarious, like yeah. in the wrong reasons. Right. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just, I mean, watching like the toys that made us and the movies that made yes. us give me so much insight on how adults thought kids thought, and like how, you know, and like why they made stuff so crappy. You know, yeah. it's like pretty yeah. amazing. You know, yeah. so, like. They can't get away with that now, which is why we get such like the cartoons now are like unequivocally better. Yes, one hundred percent unequivocally. Yeah, you know, um, you know, but like that, like nostalgia is like a trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Vehicle Voltron or Lion Voltron? That's a question from Raven. <sighs> I mean, I'm definitely going Lions for sure. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely going Lions. Um. So, um, Vehicle Voltron was, so I had a piece of the Vehicle Voltron, um, the actual toy. I also had the die-cast metal Lion Voltron. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, my parents spent money on it, and I lost it in the backyard. I don't know how I did that, but. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. For that. Oh, I don't think they ever, I don't think they ever found out. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but, whoo, goodness. Um, but I had, I had like one, like the chest section or the head section of the, of the, uh, vehicle Voltron vehicle Voltron was dope because there were so many of them. Um, lion Voltron was the one that I consumed the most, but those stories were so whack. It was the same thing ever, every single week, every single week, the, you know, same power ranger type of stories without the B plot. Right. It was just uh, the lions were there. Uh, the the bad dude would send a robeast. Then the robeast would come and they would fight the lions. The lions would get their butts kicked. Then they would form Voltron. Dun, 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 and then they would <laughs> fight. And then they would, uh, uh, you know, like they'd almost beat him. But then he would get him, get him real hard. And then they would form Blazing Sword and they form the Blazing Sword and they swipe once and it would flash. And then it was it was over. They would explode. That was the end of it. Rinse and repeat next week. Yes, it was definitely a, you know, cycle. Yeah. But I remember, like, I had some Voltron and my friends had, had, had like, others. So we could only make the full Voltron when we would. <laughs> you guys and, got together? And I don't know if kids even still do this. Where you bring all your toys and you, and you go to your boy house and, like, you line them all up. 
and you just have these huge battles or whatever. That's what we used to do. Yeah, no, nah, so you don't do that now. The only way that we could form Voltron was we put right. our together. Yeah. That's yeah, how how I play how I play now with my friends. If I'm a kid, is I stay at home, and, I and then them. I then I hit them <laughs> on on Xbox or PlayStation, and yeah. then we play Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Are are you or were were you a Voltron fan, Latia? No, um, I think Voltron was a little bit before I was old enough to like understand okay. things. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I was. I was. A, I was a Power Rangers girl. Yeah. Same difference. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I know that they're they're generally the same, but right. I just never yeah. watched Voltron. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Power well, Rangers to, and. To to Asusho's point though, they did have that B plot. Like they had. Right. Yeah. And you know they they had all those plots outside of the like the fight. outside of. The monster is here. Let's fight it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. Right. Yeah. That was that was it. Right, I think that yeah. is it. Yeah, that's gonna be it because I'm gonna go eat some ribs. All right, y'all. Uh, <laughs> do, 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 hey, for for Latina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. I'm sorry, exactly. There's yeah. I got a whole rack. Oh, yeah, I got a whole rack of ribs. All right, got, so yeah, um, I got collard greens and cornbread downstairs. <laughs> oh, so you bring those over and we'd be good. Yes, yeah. yes. I have nothing right now, but I'm gonna cook some. <laughs> um, yeah, so if if y'all like this, just like let us know, either tweet at us, yeah, or you know, just like I, just like hit hit us up at Rivals Waterdeep on Twitter. If you don't listen to the show, then we uh, normally stream live on Sundays at noon. Um, you know that's been paused until we figure out what's going on Um, but but you can always catch the archives either search like your podcast reader for rivals of Waterdeep. i just uploaded the the, uh, latest episode today so that's perfect on the audio feed um and if you go to the youtube dungeons and dragons page there's a rivals of Waterdeep um link there as well so like that has all 58 episodes are on the youtube playlist and the audio podcast so like you can check out any one of those um anything anybody want to say before we peace out uh yeah i just want to say uh you know thanks everybody for coming to the stream um you know be healthy try and stay healthy and if you have gotten sick um one thing that i want to say is it's not your fault you haven't done anything wrong mm-hmm. um you know you this is there is a virus going around and there will be a lot of people that got that get sick and it's not because you've done something terrible um if you are sick if you're not sick try and stay healthy if you are sick just do what you need to do in order to get better um and uh don't feel like you've you've done something wrong just because you have gotten sick yep for sure anything else yeah uh no i thank y'all for uh having me i will i'm never gonna stop saying this like we'll we'll be we'll be 15 seasons in and i'm still gonna be amazed but this was Tia confirmed 15 seasons. <laughs> there you go there it is Sign the uh, contract I'm playing chess. <laughs> um, but no, um, I'm very grateful to be a part of this family. I'm very grateful to have y'all as friends. Uh, this was a lot of fun. 
And I definitely want to do this. I mean, even it doesn't even have to be about D and D. We can yeah, just it can like, be about whatever. We can yeah. shoot the shit, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So absolutely, um, yes, yeah, so, yeah. So like, if uh, y'all think we should do something more regular or whatever, just like let us know because this is just an experiment. You know, we just wanted to bring y'all something since we know that we um, might not have shows. You know, um, yeah. Uh, you know, so we don't know when we'll be able to finish the actual season. So. Um, have a and, great day, everybody. Night, yes. or well, I don't know what time zone y'all are in, day or night. Um, but yeah, and uh, stay safe. Are we gonna have a VOD of this? Is it gonna be up? Uh, um, someone asked about that. I mean, like the VOD will be on the Rivals Twitch channel. Sure. I don't think we have a Rivals YouTube channel. Mm, but we do know. have a Gmail account, so we could set yeah. up a Rivals YouTube channel. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, so yeah, it'll. It'll definitely be on Twitch, and we'll tweet out the uh, Twitch link. Yeah, apparently we, we do. We do have a uh, Rivals Tanya. YouTube channel. Ooh. Um, and like, uh, also, y'all, um, you know, massive love out to Tani as well. You right. Know, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like she's coercively. Um, right. We love you, Tanya. You know, go, go, going through some things, and you know, just right. like send her your love. Right. Like we like we send you our love, Tanya. Um, for sure, because as you heard us all say, uh, you got us all together. You know? Yep. So, uh, it's cool. Um, all right. So we're out. Have a yeah. great. Um, yep. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Peace. Peace.